Welcome to the SQL Podcast. My name is Andrew Meok and I am here with a fucking awesome guest today. We're going to be talking all about confidence, masculinity and how this ties into your life. Now, this man sitting in front of me is Hayden and he has done a ton of fucking personal development. I think his whole life has been personal development, so it's been insane. And I met Hayden maybe about, what, three years ago now? I reckon four, four or five at yeah. the backyard, at the gym. Yeah, so I met Hayden when he was like four doing years. some fitness fitness like boot camp i met him then we just like kind of said hey he was like showing me some stuff with fitness but then it's kind of like we've always crossed each other's journeys because like he's been obsessed with personal development i've been obsessed with personal development learning and growing and all that stuff so today what i'm hey, going to do is share a bit of his story because he's an incredible human being he helps a lot of men with like um just confidence in who they are and then business stuff and he has he's an all-round fucking super beast in so many um, aspects of life which is fucking rare and that's why we've actually done a lot of work with Martini. That's one of our, our mentors and stuff like that. We highly regard him as a mentor. So it's just really great to have Hayden here as well because he's going to talk about like being a little bit scared and intimidated just in life and then how you can really like step into your own fucking skin and be more confident in who you are, your masculinity and stuff like that. But Hayden, without further ado, I just want to say thank you for being here and it's a fucking pleasure, man. Brother, I'm so glad that we could, I, I would say reconnect, but I guess just cross paths continuously and decide let's fucking, let's do something together. Let's have a chat and shoot the shit and yeah. man thank you for having me on yeah we didn't know what we we're going to talk about then <laughs> but then when we um hayden came here today for about an hour and a half performance like chatting back and forth like really getting to know his life we're talking about life wellness business all this stuff like sexuality it's all these little things encompassing like he just came to my house i told him like i'm running a sexuality event this weekend all this stuff he's like like, I'm like, welcome to my world, mate. So it was pretty crazy to do that shit. But if you're the first time tuning into this podcast, welcome. If you've been listening multiple times, they, um, thank you as well. Because we're here, um, that's why Hayden's coming on, because we're going to make you the best a woman's had inside and outside the bedroom, making men men again and leaving women wet, better and wetter. And obviously, that's why Hayden's really going to be here today about making men men again and best she ever had inside and outside the bedroom. It's like, how can we really... Um, to still um, outside the bedroom and really be that strong fucking pillar as a man and be confident in who we are. Also, just on that note, if you want to do, go check out sexualquantumleap.com and you can go check out the Pussy Massage Guide and you can learn how to give women multiple orgasms with your hands. Without further ado, let's get into it, my man. Can you give me a little bit of a backstory about your life and just like your, your growing up, man, and then we'll tie it all back into like masculinity and where you are today. So, thank you for listening, and thank you, Andrew, for having me on. I think one of the biggest, as we both know from doing work with Dr. John Martini, is that your voids dictate your values. And mm. so, at eight years old, my dad died, and from there, I had the perception of having no strong male role models, um, and really, that was of course, a lot of confusion and anxiety in, my, in myself, so I really went back into my shell, very shy growing up, and basically pretty sheltered. And it was, that was my life until like 17. And I, you know, I fucking got to do something about this. And I thought, I didn't, I wasn't ready. I was living in a small country town. I thought, I'm not ready to go to Melbourne yet, which was like 3 million people. I came from Where were you living? Uh, 30,000, Shepparton. Oh, yeah. 30,000 people, right? I'm like, you know what? I'm not ready to go to Melbourne, but I'll go to Bendigo, which is like 200,000 or 100,000. And then, so that was a little bit of confidence boost, but I'd still go home every weekend, all that kind of stuff. So I grew up very, very shy and always lacking that sort of, masculine energy or role model fuck what do I do next how do I be a man like all these things I remember someone this is an interesting story but uh, I can't remember who it was but at, the, at my dad's funeral or well, after he died they said to me you know you're the man of the house now and I was like 
I remember thinking, like, what, the, what do you even mean? Like, I'm eight years old, obviously, don't have the emotional, mental fucking yeah. capacity to understand I'm eight years old, I'm a little boy, and people are saying this, like, I didn't know, I didn't know what that means. And it really, it wasn't until, like, two years ago that I really started to explore fucking, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean in the world to be a man? Because we see so many, you know, I didn't feel like a man. Mm. I was a man physically, I was a physical male, but the connotations of like what a man represented was very hazy to me. And so I was like, fucking, I need to do something about this. Because um, I'd spent time in gyms. I thought gyms would be the answer, build up my body. I'd got a job in the gym and I was always attracted to older males because the void of not having a father would draw me in and then I would be, you know, whatever to, towards them and always be attracted to the, the wisdom they had. And, and then I realized like, fuck, maybe I could be that for other people. Like, I ask a lot of questions to help elicit certain answers and responses from people. I get a lot of knowledge. Maybe I could do that for other guys. And then I realized, like, fuck, I've got to step into that identity of doing that. You know what? The first time I tried to do it, 2017, I wasn't ready. And I tried to do it, and I went, I reverted back. Like, what did you try and do? I tried to... Uh, co- uh, well, you ran, I, ran a men's group? or I, was, I wanted to. I wanted yeah. to run men's groups and, and really like step fully into it, but it was premature. It was, I wasn't ready to really embody it. Like I wasn't prepared to pay the price of the change. And so when things got hard, I was scared. Yeah. And, it, and so I went back into what was familiar. Like I knew business. I knew how to elicit people's values and like personal development stuff. Like you said, like I've done a lot of that stuff. That stuff was so comfortable for me and I knew how to do it and get great results with people in their businesses. But then I was like, I want more from this. Like I knew that I was hiding something in, my, in myself, like walking around scared, walking around like fucking... The main concern for me, man, as a man, was this perception of I need to be courageous. All men are fucking beasts, like, you know, in a fighting situation. Like yeah. I had these perceptions and I'm like, I realized fuck, that can't be the case. The feeling that I'm having, it can't be for everyone. Like, I don't feel like a man. That can't be for everyone. So I went on this, I said, like, put a thing on my Facebook and said, you know, do you want to, um, how many men want to come on this show? I come on my private interview. I'm going to record you for a new book that I'm writing. I just want to find out about you. And I thought maybe five people would respond. In three weeks, I interviewed 30 guys and asked them questions. You know, what is a man? What's a real man? What's a role, what's a role model? How many people have seen you? How many people have, like, truly seen you? Uh... And the data was just so, so interesting. The stories I heard, man, mm. uh, absolutely incredible from just people from, you know, rapings to having their mother set on fire um, by their dad in a caravan, like fucking crazy shit. And I was like, men are walking around with this shit in their mind. They've never, maybe potentially never talked about it. Like a lot of the stories I heard for the first time, keeping secrets in their family. Like, and I was fascinated. I was like, how can men, no wonder we're so fucked up in a good way because that means that once you get that awareness, you can move forward. But once you realize everyone's just as fucked up as you, you can move forward and be like, oh man, like that gives me permission almost to go into it. And like, I was realizing like, I thought I was broken. I thought I was fucked up. I was normal. We're all normal. It just happens to be that yeah. the, the fucked up factor is across disciplines. And I thought, if it's not now, then I have to like I have to tr- finally do something about this. What's my biggest fear? And it wasn't until about twelve months ago now, I reckon, that I really stepped in. I was like, you know what? My biggest fear is fucking confrontation. Yeah. My biggest fear is getting in a fight, being hit. I was just afraid of being hit or being afraid of 
being who I was, courage. I put a thing on my Facebook the other day, like my word for the year is courage. Yep. It's like really stepping into courage. And I think that's, I know there's dudes out there because I speak to them yeah. that have those same problems. And, and I just know that the more that we as dudes can confront the shit that's going on in our mind and get back to the real us, like I was saying, like be your man. Like not be the man, be your man. Because it's different for every yeah, single Yeah, what do you person. mean by that? So, so, so what is a man for me is, you know, uh, what, when I was doing the interviews, I would ask people, what's a man? And, what's, and that was the first question. They'd be like, oh, you know, someone who's you know, a protector and a provider and all this stuff. And that, and that makes sense. Yep. But then I'd say, what's a role model? And it was interesting. That's when the real answer of what they wanted to be came out. They thought they had to be right. a man, which is, oh, I have to be the protector and the provider, which is part of it. But what they truly wanted to be was a role model, someone who knows their values, lives their values, is integral to those, uh, you know, teaches other people what they know, is they listen. So all the stuff that... And so the, the conflict comes between be the man, which is what people think is the alpha or the, you know, whatever it means for the person. But for me, it is being able to listen, being able to be objective, being able to meet the person where they're at, like people actually want to be and have role models in their lives as opposed to trying to live up to this unrealistic expectation of whatever someone else's values are. Yeah, 100%. And you know, you said before about, we always say this as well, you're not fucked up and you're not broken. Because yeah. with sexuality, it doesn't matter what it is, being the man, um, like, oh, I feel like I'm fucked up, I'm broken, like something's missing. As we know from John's work, nothing's ever missing. And when I, when I, when that really fucking nailed it for me home, man, it's just like, fuck, it's true. And you're always seeing that balance everywhere and then like focusing on your mission and shit like that. I know you talk tremendously about that. And it's like, I feel a lot more balanced just knowing that, but it's not just like an intellectual thing. It's like that deep feeling within yourself. And then Mm. you go, holy shit, everything's the way it's meant to be without some hippie etheric fucking sayings. You're like, because we've done the deep work and understanding that. And then I go, holy shit. Like I get a better understanding about what's important to me, living my truth and going, this is what's important to me. This is what isn't important to me. I'm going to speak my truth. Do you want to bring up what you said before when we're sitting inside? You said something about like, uh, like, uh, like I'm more opening up about this is who I am. And then yes. the, like, what, what, yeah, you want to bring that up again? Uh, yeah. So all, I can say all my life until recently, I was afraid of rejection, afraid of people not liking me very much like people, please a nice guy kind of thing. And I thought that was the way that you, subconsciously, that was how I got ahead. That was my strategy. But then I realized, like, fuck, like, I'd rather be true because if that's not how I feel, then I should be like that. And But I still had this thing around, no, but I, you know, I should like, like, people should like me. And then I realized it's so much less about having people like you because if you're doing that, if you're trying to be liked, you're not being authentic. You're not being the real you. You're trying to put on a persona so people will, will like you, which is their decision. Mm. So I was saying to you before, like the people like people or don't like people for the most irrational reasons. Mm. Like, oh, I don't like his hair. I don't like his teeth. I don't like how he walks. I don't like how he talks. I don't like how he dresses. That's just what we make. As humans, we just make judgments. For the most part, people make judgments. And if you think you don't, well, please. You're full of shit. <laughs> call you're, into you're, the show and tell me your secrets because <laughs> I, everyone does make judgments. But I realized if people are going to do that, it's so much more, come to a point now where it's realized, it's more about being yourself and allowing the world to reveal who's going to stick around as opposed to trying to fit in. So when you be yourself, the right people stick around 
Like, I know there's a handful of fucking solid dudes that I've known for years mm. or even, even shorter amounts of time that I know, like, solid and they know who I am and, and they still stick around. So, you know, like, once you start to get confirmation of that and realise and see the patterns, or, like, when you're yourself, who sticks around, mm. that's when you know, like, that's, that's a true communicate, that's a true relationship with someone. Yeah. And I believe the goal is to, when you are more of yourself, the right people do stick around, hang around, and are attracted to you. Yeah. Because when you're trying to be that people pleaser and be everything to everyone, people eventually get sick of it. They don't want to see a reflection of them. They want to meet interesting people. They want to like get to know other other people. It could be similar, but I've come to a point where yeah, it's that's not- what people want as well. They want to. I realize like the more people like who are. Just uh, in society, like they go, they run their businesses, they do their thing. They want to say for us in the personal development world, we're always like, what's the first thing like sometimes comes out of our mouth? I want to do interesting courses and meet interesting people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you get to a point where you're like, cool, I've got money now, I've got like a lot of shit sorted in my life, but it's now like, what's next? I want to have like we can say live to values, mission, all that stuff. But it's like mm-hmm. I want to fucking do interesting shit with my life. I want to meet meet interesting people, and you're more interesting, you'll be more authentic when you can actually go. This is who I am. Like Hayden fucking walks into my house. Like, I had fucking dildos around the fucking house room. I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, dude, this is me. I'm not trying to put on a thing. I just got some dudes here. This is my life. And I'm like, I'm not trying to put on this persona. It's like, hey, this is what I'm about, bro. And then he's known that since day one. I'm pretty polarizing dude. Like, a lot of people, like, just despise me. But then a lot of people fucking love who I am. But I'm like, I'm cool with that. It took me a long time to get to what you're saying. And then, but the, the depth of the relationships I've created from what you're saying as well is um better i'd rather have a handful of like um a handful yeah. of 10 fucking people in my life whatever the fuck it is or one person i, I love d martinez i've always said this on the podcast the law of lesser pisses like i'd rather mm. piss off the whole world apart from my own soul when i when he first told me that dude i was like damn my whole life changed like my perception of like like is this actually congruent with who i am like mm. when i'm fucking chicks am i doing this from an ego point or am i doing this um for like i feel fucking higher calling to do it not some esoteric shit like I said, I'm having a sex party this weekend, but it's more like I'm doing this, like we're talking about linking it, but now it's like, is my soul shattering consistently by fucking this girl and it feels shit? Or am I doing a situation with this person? Or am I doing this business decision? Yada, yada, yada. Mm. But what, how do I feel? And is mm. it expensive? You're doing it. Yeah, exactly. You're doing Big it. Big difference, man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you actually want to talk a little bit, man, more about like what were your like because you like the confrontation shit because in sexuality it's the same thing because I'll, I'll bring that up and you can dive into that dude it's like when we when we have the retreats and events dudes are fucking petrified like a majority of guys like they can't like sometimes women need to be ravished pinned down and fucked hard sometimes they need that gentle caress but guys are afraid to like really like push a girl because sometimes what they might have been grown up is in domestic um, um, domestic violence and abuse and they're seeing their dad hurt their fucking mom shit like that so anytime they try and like touch a woman they they like get triggered from the fucking past of seeing that and then they're, they're afraid of the confrontation of a woman saying something so then they'll back down be meek where they can't speak their truth and it fucks them up essentially because they go they might be getting walked over and they don't know it i'm like be like assertive with love and mm. basically still speaking your truth because you're looking after who you are. Mm. So I know, I'd love to get your perspective because on the retreats, as I talked to you about before, we do exercises where it's really fucking intense. Sometimes the dudes are wrestling the chicks so they can start breaking that shit and they can go, holy fuck, she's getting so turned on and she's enjoying this aspect of the physicality and then they're taking it to new levels. And I know you said you used to walk around the streets like intimidated by fucking dudes, fuck yeah. man. Yeah. So yeah, elaborate on that. Man. Yeah, a lot of a lot of time intimidated, and it really stems from 
you know, scuffles and like small, small. Th- I say small now. Small things in your childhood and growing up and stuff. And and each time that would be a conflict and confrontation situation, I would consciously back away from it because I was scared of being hurt or scared of like I couldn't protect myself and these irrational things now. But at the time, I fuck that big deal, man. And like every time, it was like compounding of like more. Oh, you're a bitch. You're a bitch. You're a bitch. And like constantly like getting at me it's like you're fucking weak man like a real man would have fucking stood up to that dude I don't know who the dude is I don't know if he has a knife I don't know if you know that's his missus and they're having a fight or if that's his fucking business partner like without context it's irrational to think oh I should have stepped in Yeah. like if someone's fucking getting their face beaten in and there's like a fucking baseball bat again I would use rational judgement in that situation but if someone was, if it was really unfair like hey, hey, hey let's calm down here but for a long time, like I was very scared of, of those situations and because it had compounded across different instances. And I remember sitting, I was like holding myself back in my business. And I knew, I was like, what is this? What is this feeling? I was like, I'm going to fucking explore this. What is this? I've got my journal. I call it my $5 psychologist. It's a $5 journal that I get. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> best best uh, investment ever. Um, no late fees and doesn't, doesn't charge you per hour. So I got my $5 psychologist. Like, what is it about that I'm holding myself back with. And I was like, I'm fucking scared. Even though it's irrational, I'm scared of this, I guess, escalating, even like a business negotiation or a negotiation of anything. I'm scared of it escalating to a point of physical confrontation because I would hold back in case mm. it got push, shove, mentally and then physically, like, and then I'll get in a fight. I wouldn't be able to protect myself. Yeah. And when I got fucking honest on that piece of paper, I was like, fuck. I wrote in, I wrote in my book that if you climb the ladder to success... And look over the wall. If you look over and see your potential on the other side, but then back down, that's not good for you. That's yeah. fucking bad, man. Because you know that you can be better, but you consciously make the choice not to. That's fear. And I was like, I looked at it on paper and I had the choice right then and there. I'm like, call to adventure, Joseph Campbell style. Like, I can either look at this situation and go, yep, okay, well, I'm scared of confrontation. I'm not going to do anything about it. Or I go, you know what? Enough is a fucking enough. Like, we were talking about this before about, like, the, the point. The yeah. point of, like, no return. And you're like, you know what? Now is the time. I'm like, that day, I think even that moment, I'm like, I reached out to a guy who, who knew, um, did boxing. Like, he's a boxing coach. Yeah. I'm like, Matt, can we talk about me starting, starting some training? And um, he's like, yep, come down, blah, blah, blah. That was the first introduction to what I got into training. And it was awesome. Learned about footwork, learned about how to punch, learned about, like, some, some basic stuff, right? But it still wasn't like it. And I've done some Krav Maga stuff in, in, in the past. I've done some different things to try and get over this. Because so I always sort of had it, but I never realized how deep it was. And then I'm like, I had to fucking do something. And I learned this, this thing called the Spear System. This guy, Tony Blauer in USA, teaches it all around the world. And I, and I learned that. And it was really great because it finally got physical contact on another man. There's women in the class too, but physical contact with the person and realizing like it's okay to go into... Like, physically, contact is okay. Like, it's not going to hurt you. Then, a few months after that, like, that was good. And I felt confident. But there's still, like, a little bit. Moved up to Brisbane. And uh, Tony introduced me to a guy called Dean, um, who's my coach with all that fight training stuff now. And just blew my mind with the type of training we're doing with this. For your guys, like, taking a hit. Fuck it. Because... You don't realize, like, if you're in that position of, like, not having courage or feeling intimidated all the time, especially in, like, social situations um, or business situations or whatever, like, intimidation fucking holds you back so much. 
once I realize that and face the fear, it's like, what's my worst nightmare? If I can get in a punch, getting hit, getting in a fight. I was like, you know what? I had to fucking face this. Otherwise, I'm going to live the next... That it's was going to control you, in. man. It's I was 30 good. years yeah. into my life. So two years... Uh, one, so I'm 31 now. At 30, I'm like, no, I can't fucking live the next 60 years of my life like this. Got into it, met Dean, and doing some crazy shit, man. Like, actually yeah. fucking proper confrontation stress high stress situations loud noises pushing shoving and I really think that's a big part of who we are as dudes is like getting used to and comfortable with whether it's with a female whether it's with a male like getting used to body on body contact because I, th- I really do think we've lost confrontation that. as you said 100% whether because it's sexual confrontation yeah. or fucking doesn't matter what confrontation yeah. is like what you're saying just physical confrontation confrontation like I actually teach a lot about like this confrontation with your partner your partner's not always going to be like hey honey how are you yeah. she's going to fucking Fantasy sometimes yell world. at fucking you yeah. she's going to scream down the fucking house you might have done something fucked up and you don't know how to deal with that situation or she might be in your fucking grill checking you mm. like really pushing you and guys like Oh, I just don't, I won't do it. Anything. I, how do you deal with those situations? I talk all about that shit. Or like you're in a confrontation like that. I started off, man, doing boxing. I had two amateur fights. I was fucking scared as fuck, man. Like the reason I did that because I'm like, I got my fucking ass handed to me in school because I was a cocky cunt. And I go, I'm going to fucking take this dude out. And he, he stomped on my fucking head multiple times. Mm. It wasn't fun. You know what? Fuck me up for a bit. Yeah, fuck I, you up, I was going to say. Yeah, fuck me up, man. And yeah. it, it fucked me up emotionally and physically. Because what I did is I went in there and like the whole school, uh, not the whole school, about 70, 80 people watched this. I nearly got expelled. And then also they put it on the internet. So I got fucking brutalized physically and psychologically. I didn't want to go to school the next day, but I did because I knew like my mom said or my dad said, basically, it's going to look worse if you don't rock up to school the next day and you've got your fucking ass hand to you, even though my face was fucked up. And like, I'm never going to be in this position again. So I did boxing, had two amateur fights. Nice. But I like what you said at the same time. Boxing was one aspect, and I can see how much more that this is like taking it to the next level. But when, like, if you punch me in the face now, but oh fuck, it sucks. But back then, I was a fucking weapon. I'd run in the morning four or five k's, and then or two k's on a sprint, and then at night time I'd do like in the day I'd go like carpentry all day, and then I'd go fucking boxing training and spa, and like get to know who you are by getting punched in the fucking head. You do, and that's what I'm saying. It's like guys see me as this spiritual fucking hippie dude. I go, dude, I fucking like. Going there, you get, get punched in the face, get confrontation, get someone yelling at you. And for me, like, just saying that, I understand the confrontation. Like, having women fucking lose their fucking shit. Mm. And, like, dealing with that fucking whirlwind over there, pushing you and holding your fucking pillar, dude. And I think the, the, one of the biggest... I love this shit, parts, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell? It's, like, it's, it's okay. One of, the, one of the things is it's often not... It's the intent behind the situation that causes the fear. Yeah, it's the yeah. intent and the and the. That's why when I do my when I'm doing my the fight training, as my girlfriend calls it, when I go to fight club, when I'm doing this fight training, which is very intense, and I was showing Andrew and Alex before, um, getting pushed against walls, slapped in the face, fucking beat up, all this kind of stuff, to prepare you for what might happen. Because if you're not prepared, that the fear comes from the fear of what if it happens, what will I do? If I can put yourself in that situation, let's find out. But talk about what you said before about yeah. like it's a fight train. It's like the police; they say the constant like repetition. What we're talking about before, and yes. that's what you're doing, yeah. Yes, training, training yourself. If you are afraid of confrontation, you will have a fear, like a fear of confrontation. You will naturally be a defensive type person, mm. and you do not win fights. You do not protect yourself in a defensive position. You get fucking beat up. The more someone hits you the more they take power over you and power is fucking intoxicating. Mm. Especially to a powerful person who loves that, yeah. they will stand over you every single day until you fight back. Yeah. And so, 
you must, if you want to, learn how to do this stuff. If you're in that mindset, you must learn how to switch from defensive to offensive mindset. From getting hit, taking the hit and going, fuck this, if I do not do something right now, I'm going to get fucking killed. I'm going to yeah. get smashed up. I'm going to get my head stomped on or whatever. Like yeah. You have to switch it and go, bang, I've got to do something. And so yeah. like this, the training that we're doing is teaching you that's okay to get hit in the head. You're not going to die. Yep. Like it's okay to get pushed around. It's okay to get shoved. Like it's not. It's the it's the fear of getting hit, not the actual hit. Like I get punched in the punched in the mouth, punched in the head. Like it's not that bad. It sucks, man. It's, it's actually it not that actually, bad. It's not as bad as you think. You think yeah. you think because the movies and and whatever. Like one punch hit, fucking knock you out, clean out. And sometimes that happens. Yeah, sometimes but it is pretty dangerous. But yeah, part, yeah, yes, correct. For the most part, and and disclaimer. I'm not going there and doing full-out fights, fucking bare-knuckle boxing. Yeah. We're wearing pads, we're doing, taking safety measures, we're guarding up type stuff. But it's still very intense and we're still taking... The closest thing you can take to getting hit in the head, as my coach will say, is wrapping your arm around your head and basically putting your hand on the back of your neck, sort of up in the spine area, top, top of the spine, grabbing onto that and putting your elbow basically like a crosshead, like a chicken wing I guess you'd say to the listeners <laughs> yeah, that's good <laughs> and no, but what we're saying before yes. like with the police it's kind of like they see it so often yeah or the, they desensitize yeah, it's desensitized training correct yes it's desensitizing you to what happens when this happens because the only reason like you're scared of it is like you don't know what to do next because you never had the training yeah so like even yeah if, you, if you're pulling in guys and, and, and having sex if you've never done the training around that then everything's so new you don't know what to do but if you're desensitizing yourself and making and normalizing like the only reason why a criminal is a criminal and they can do bad things is because they've been doing bad things their whole life violence is normal why do, why do people in prison why are they such psychopaths violence is fucking normal to them how do you settle how do you settle an argument in prison and fucking juke it out or whatever like on the yard stab each other that's the language they speak yeah. the language is violence with because it's normal they have normalized and violence to a criminal violence is normalized in your world fucking having sex parties is normalized yeah no, you're, normal. you're like what the fuck I, like it's... for me like you said like i've got 15, 15 chicks come over later i'm like okay <laughs> like I, I can appreciate the i've never been in that situation personally but that's your world and so alex who just came out that's his world as well i'm if i were to sit here and you're like oh, i've got 15 girls come out like whoa fuck 15 girls okay well, that's an interesting experience yeah, and he's like strippers he's as like, well yeah yeah Where he's like oh yeah i oh, do like we've all had strippers you're like i'm not a stripper like, <laughs> i'm like yes yes of course the stripper yes yeah. <laughs> for our world it's like yeah gangbangs orgies like all this shit but then the yep. thing is like when someone comes that's like that's our reality yeah and then it's like holy fuck it's like living congruently to the reality and yes. you're just seeing other people like like i've told i've told people man like when I when I walked in, dildo on the, on the on the kitchen bench. That's not normal for me. Yeah. When I tell people that I do this uh, style of training, like get shoved against walls, pushed against walls, like I remember telling my uncle, and he's like, "Is that safe? That doesn't, that doesn't sound good, good for you." And my, and my girlfriend, she's like, she's always she's like, "Are you sure that's safe?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, I'm, not really. I'm, yeah, not really." But I'm fucking going because I love it. And the thing is, to, that's not normal for their world, yeah. but. For, the, for whatever people like values and whatnot, like that's normal. Like if you're a big reader, normal is having bookshelves in your house. Yeah. But go to someone's house that doesn't have book, that doesn't like books, then you're not going to see bookshelves everywhere. Come to someone who runs sex parties, you're going to see dildos and sex toys and, and have that, that's the environment you're entering. It's yeah. when you're okay with the person you are and that realizing like this is my normal and that's okay yeah. and accepting other people for what their normal is. 
but what, what fucking I, free. But what I commend, man, is like you're doing. You you went to your deepest fear yep. and you you went head first into fucking, it. Yeah. Mine was like, well, can I actually do this? It was even like everyone thinks I was just like this dude, and that's the fuck. Everyone thinks I was just this dude who always be able to. I was saying before with the Dan Belzerian, like these all these really rich dudes have these fucking women at the house. Yeah. We're building these like sex parties when, when we want to. Yeah. From meeting women, walking down the fucking streets in Brisbane or fucking whatever country the in the deal, world yep. and then going to nightclubs and meeting chicks and getting them so comfortable and uh, into the idea of doing the shit yep. and then over time like yeah man I got chicks like backing up on double ended dildos and fucking each other it's cool yep. but the thing is because I've seen it so much it's no big deal yep. and same with that it's just like and it's a beautiful thing and then you can actually relax into the experiences a lot more and you can relax into the experience of life of like I can actually talk to dudes say what I fucking want mm. I can actually talk to women say what I want sexually so it's like the crossover and the link there doesn't matter what area it is like even talking about money like some guys like I used to be so sh- um, shy about talking about money because of confrontation like fuck it like what learn are you making it huh? yeah. like learn about it like yeah. get, to, get to know it like fucking yeah like what am I doing with money like and you, you were talking about money before like what are you doing with money what's going on with this and like I'm genuinely curious because I want to see if there's something that Hayden has because I said making men men again it's like what are you doing with cash man because mm. it's a huge part of life what are you doing with business mm. how do you do this That's not shying things. away from it yeah opening it and being like hey what are you doing with it like I'd like to learn or yeah. maybe I can share like there's just that the dialogue and it's like you know what rather than shying away from it and being ashamed of it because yeah. anything we're ashamed of fucking grows in dark secrecy it's like yeah. a in a my petri dishes that's where bacteria grows in a dark moist fucking environment yeah whereas if we're open about it I'd be like fuck man like my cash flow kills, skills suck or I'm so shitty in bed or I hate sales or whatever beliefs you have like yeah. explore what the fuck is in the way of what you want to do mm. explore and go what's the story I have around this why am I telling myself this? What What is the connotations? Viol- uh, just say like, you know, getting hit is bad or, you know, having having sex with a girl means I'm a womanizer. Yeah. And it's like breaking through that. It's like, just retell a story. Retell, start to retell a new story that's more conducive to the goal and the identity that you want to step into. Yeah. Your life literally changes because you, you're free. You no longer have to be that person who is like, oh no, I'm the, I'm the guy who's afraid of approaching girls. Or I'm the I'm the guy who's afraid to ask my girlfriend, oh, can we do a different position tonight or whatever. Like, but if you own it and just fucking do it, yeah, own it or it'll own you. I heard someone say that once. That's man. I was sick. Like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That is. So, it's just like so clear. It's like own your fears or they will own you. Yeah. And, and I and I when I looked on that piece of paper and I saw, I'm scared of fucking being hit in the head. Yeah. I was like, at that point you have a choice. That is where power, personal power. People talk about personal power. It's like this esoteric sort of big, vague. All it is is the power of choice. And in mm. every instance, you have a choice to make. And yeah. that's, ironically, the, the, the difference between a man and a boy, one of the things that constantly came up when I was doing research and in my own life, was a man makes decisions. Yep. So when you, if, you feel, if you feel like you don't have a choice, it's impossible to make decisions. Mm. So if you don't make decisions, you're not going to feel like a man. Yeah. But when I saw that on the paper, I'm like, I'll make a fucking decision here. Matt, can we do some training? That was my decision, which if you look at the etymology, uh, death to an option is like the original thing. So like death to an option, choosing one path. This is what I'm going to do. Mm. And I will take 100% responsibility for whatever happens. If yeah. this is a waste of time, if this is a waste of money, if this is whatever, I made the decision. Yeah. No one else. Take responsibility yeah. for it. I always say that, man. For me, the definition of a man, it's like, it, like there's so many, but for me, it's more like accountability and responsibility. Yeah. Be, 
big fucking time. Yeah. And just like owning that and owning when you fuck up as well. Like we were meant to catch up. Um, Hayden and I, I fucked up. Right? I felt like a dick, but I'm like, I'm going to own this 100%. I'm like, bro, I'm sorry, man. I fucked up the times. Yep. And I fucked him around a bit. So I like, I felt shit, but I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm just going to express that. But that's that's what it is. And that's what I see it as instead of like, oh, nothing ever happened. Oh, yeah, dude, we'll kind of catch up another time. Uh, yeah, all good. It's like, no. I'm sorry. I apologize for fucking you around, wasting your time because time is so valuable. But let's move on. And that's why that's right. I love having this chat with you. And, that, and I know you're moving on. I'd love to wrap this up in a second <laughs> about like, because you're going to be doing some phenom- phenomenal work with men. And it ties in very similar to what I'm doing um, with Sexual Quantum Leap because what you're doing, man, is you're, like, you're taking dudes to actually delve into their deepest pains, not just like theorize it, but actually going to be like going on sessions with them, like group settings, and then actually express that and then actually do some like physical exercises mm. where they can confront their fucking demons, which is usually physicality mm. and actually what we're discussing today about confrontation, which is so fucking important, man. So important because when you can do that, what in business, in life, you can uh, you can ask for what you want. I always say this: when you're in the bedroom and you can ask for what you want, like you can ask for your like ultimate like thing you want to do in the bedroom. Maybe it's just you want to fuck a chick in the ass and you're so nervous about saying. Imagine you can say that and you're asking for a fucking sale. It's so much easier shit like this. Mm. But then when you've got the confrontation, knowing that you go, if this goes somewhere, I'm happy to verbally deal with the confrontation because we talk a lot about verbal confrontation. Yeah. But then what you're dealing delving into is like man to man confrontation. So if you are having a business meeting, you're not afraid to. I always say this: the sale is always made. Just on sales, man. I love your um, just in this. Yeah. The sale is always made in the hard questions that no one is willing to ask. Yes. Or in the hard things that no one's willing to say. Yes. So that's how I was always done it. And I was just like, can I be real with dudes? And I'm like, I don't see it as like, I'm like doing a hard sell. I'm just speaking my fucking truth and I genuinely want to help that motherfucker. I go, what are you going to do, man? You're going to be a fucking, um, and people think this is harsh. I go, what are you going to be? And you said the role model. You're going to be that role model for your fucking kid. And like, and you're going to be, he's going to be in the same position when yep. he's your age going through a fucking divorce and your partner wants to leave you because one, you didn't know how to fuck her properly. You didn't know how to communicate with her and you didn't know how to actually understand who she was and what she wants, values, etc. So all that shit, man. So if you want to give us a bit of a breakdown about what you're doing moving forward, man, that'd be really cool to know. Because I spend a lot of time scared of intimidation, I know how much it can hold someone back from every area of their life. You're intimidated in the bedroom. You're intimidated in the the boardroom when you're running a business or in a sales conversation or you're intimidated fucking walking down the street like I was. You're intimidated walking into a gym, man. Like I used to be intimidated walking into a gym. Like I'm pretty built now. Yeah. But at the time, I fucking shit scared, man. I worked in my garage for two years because I was so scared that I wouldn't be big enough. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't know what I was doing. And, and I know for a fact other dudes must feel like that. Yeah, for sure. Or do feel like that. Mate, how do you think I feel walking into a gym? I'm a skinny little, I'm a skinny little fucker. <laughs> You're lean. Ne- got ne- the bicep veins, bro. Ne- ne- next to Hayden, mate, I look like a twig. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it is about confronting that fear. If you have a fear of confrontation the only way of whatever form is find out identify what that is and for me it was identification of fear of physical intimidation and physical violence Mm. and so I thought you know what I'm going to fucking I'm going to fuck this fear and then I'm going to (laughs) and then I'm going to focus on using as fuel I'm going to fuck it then I'm going to fuck it focus on it and then use it as fuel yes that's that's the triple threat (laughs) (laughs) fuck it focus it and then fuel it and I love to like don't get me wrong I'm not some sort of physical violence guru I just know what the fuck it feels like to be scared of taking a hit 
and I know what it's like to be on the journey of improving myself and facing that fear. Like, until very recently, like, and, and even so, like, you get, but like, when I'm driving out, I have, to, I have to drive 40 minutes to go to this specialized training that I go to. I'm so glad I found it, but I have to drive 40 minutes there and back, right? So it's not like just a gym down the road. Like, I'm dedicated to actually going there. When I drive there, man, fuck, I hope there's a car crash on this highway. Yeah. Fuck, I, I, oh, I, man, I wouldn't even mind if my car broke down right now because I'm getting butterflies. I'm going to get hit in the head. Physiologically, like, we don't like that. Every day I have to, like, it, I don't know if people might think it's like a switch and it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm over the intimidation. I'm, I'm never, I'm, I'm void of it forever. I think there's certainly, like, very strong degrees but I think that the moment you the moment you stop wanting to learn about something, like you, for example, Andrew, like you want to learn everything possible. What's the next? What's the next thing? What's how can I expand? Like we talking about before, like how can yeah. I expand my learning on the sexual experience in all facets? It never ends, man. It never it's the never ending journey, right? I had a mentor. So like, I had a mentor go, yo, I, I've done this for thirty years and I still feel like I'm a beginner. Yeah. And the shit she was telling me, man, made me look like a virgin. You know, it's just yeah. It's like there's there's levels to it, man. There's always yeah. fucking levels. And then I go, well, uh, man, I always go back to D Martin sometimes. Like if you're out of fucking whack, it's like, if you're not humble. If you don't people put people in your hearts, you fuck up, man. And that's why, like, I'm walking, like, I went to a club last night, dude. Two dudes who I had no ideas, like, dude, I listened to your podcast, changed my life. I'm like, who the fuck awesome. are you? Yeah, and I'm like, dude, thanks so much, dude. Who are you, you know? Like, I don't, like, let it, like, fucking pull me out of fucking balance and going, yeah, I'm the shit. Yeah. Like, I'm the fucking man. I'm a sex guy because everyone's like, I'm a sex Jesus and all this shit. I'm like, I'm just a normal dude, man. Every- and that was the, when I, I was doing a, listening to a podcast or a webinar by John D. Martini and, Someone asked that question. You've been doing this for forty-seven years or forty-five years at the time, I think it was. And you know, how do you how do you keep a level head? And how do you you know always come up with things to learn? Mm. And he's like, I love this. He goes, I always consider myself under construction. Yeah. Forty-seven years into your journey, and he's all under construction. And I was like, that's sick. I put it in my book. I was like, I was like, man, that's cool to have that. So like for me and what I'm doing moving forward is fucking helping guys who are intimidated with who they are. I want to help men. I was saying this before. Maybe I was on the podcast, maybe before we chatted, like be, uh, it was on the podcast, like be your man. I want to help people. I want to help make men real again. Like be themselves, man. Making men, men again. That's yep. it. And what, what is, what is the, like, what is, is it, what is the movement called? Real man movement. Real man movement. Okay. Yeah. Real man movement, man. So check when, it when, out. You, when are you launching? Is it already launched or? Of, by the time this is out, it'll be, it'll be ready to go. So oh, if anyone's yeah. check it out, yeah. Just check, hit me up on social medias and just search for it. If if, if you want to find it, this is like contrary, anti-marketing. If you want to find it, you'll fucking find it. You'll find it through Andrew's website. You'll Google it. You'll find me on social media. Yeah, 100%. Like, as I vouch for Hayden with what he's doing. It's just because when you see it, when, you, when it doesn't matter what industry is, business, money, relationship, sex, you see real dudes who have been through the fucking journey of coming to a point where it's like, this is my truth doesn't matter what it fucking is. And that's why I love having Hayden here. It's like, cool, we're not talking that much about sexuality this episode, but this is far more important. And this is what actually gets my dick hard these days, having these conversations, because this is the real shit. And then when, like, if you um, if you end up, like, reaching out to Hayden, you go to his work, I know it's going to... And you might be a guy, like, be like, I'm fucking scared of going up to a girl in the club. I'm intimidated. Some dude might punch me in the mouth. I'm scared of a business confrontation. Let Hayden guide you through these experiences because I know he has a wealth of fucking knowledge. And the thing is, I love fucking telling dudes on this, like when, when I find insane fucking facilitators who have done a ton of shit, who have walked the fucking walk. They've not, so it's one thing of knowing the path and walking the path, the whole Matrix quote, which I fucking love. Most motherfuckers like, like 
talk the path but they don't walk it mm. and then when i meet some dudes like oh you've been through the trenches and you're ready to fucking make this shit happen that's why i'm so fucking happy for my listeners to reach out and fucking make this shit happen with you dude because i know you're going to change their lives phenomenally and anything they invest in you is they're going to get a fucking 10 to 100 times investment back on their fucking money because i just go i want them to do this shit mm, that's thank you man that's why i'm fucking do what i do i have no qualms when i'm on calls with dudes when people like go they hate sales calls i don't even see it like this i go i get to change this motherfucker's life yeah i'm like i'm fucking pumped i got like when they booked in my calendar I'm like yes yeah I'm, I'm on the fucking thing I'm like yo what's up man i can't wait to chat with you what's going on yeah i get to know them where they're at what's going on and then then i get bring on dudes who are like similar it's a similar vein because i know when they get more um, comfortable in this area um with you man they're gonna come fucking they're gonna be more like potent in their life like you're an intense fucking dude but you got so much heart and you got so much love and then when you can fucking give that to other people it's game over man mm. that's why it's like there's not enough really fucking there's incredible fucking facilitators in the world and i'm getting all of them on the podcast here and then i was just like if they reach out to me if you can't get in contact with him and you can't find him, reach out to me and i'll put you in contact with him because he comes from a completely different world to me but it's, it's an essence we're the fucking same fucking people and that's why i feel because we've we studied similar people doing similar shit similar, similar ages time frames yeah like that's it yeah. and like just keep crossing each other's worlds <laughs> but man it's been an absolute fucking pleasure with uh, having you here and having a chat about this oh well thank you so much for the kind words and thank you for everyone listening uh if you are intimidated in the bedroom and in life fucking see andrew man because like he's saying the kind words about me uh, don't say this to piss in his pocket but fuck man like when this guy talks it's, it's authentic and so i can tell he's, <laughs> he's telling me stories he's getting tears in his eyes like genuine tears of inspiration it's like fuck i, I will I just want to share this with as many people as possible. And, and you know uh, that I've I had a podcast for many years and I truly believe in the power of podcasting. You're doing an amazing thing with sharing this as, with as many people as possible. And uh, yeah, any, anyone who wants to reach out, please go ahead and um, yeah. you know, face those fears. Put them on a paper, put on a piece of paper and fucking go for it. If you've got sexual fucking shit, hit up Andrew, man. Yeah. Fucking, when you get punched in the head, come see me. <laughs> I'll punch you in the head, it'll be fun. No, I wouldn't do it, mate. You'd take me out in a second. A skinny hippie from the fucking hood. Mate, a skinny hippie drug dealer back in the day. It's all yeah. fucked. It's a weird combo. But yeah, with that being said, guys, if you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you can give it a like or whatever the fuck it is on this platform. I don't really... Oh, just give it a fucking thumbs down because me and Hayden have been just ranting at you the whole time. I don't give a fuck. But if you did enjoy it, make sure you can reach out to myself at Sexual Quantum Leap. And if you can't find Hayden, you can just send me an email there. And remember, you can download your free pussy massage guide. That's a gift to you. I put so much fucking time and effort into that to learn how to fucking not finger a woman, but actually massage her pussy and give her multiple orgasms with your hands with that all being said Hayden it is a pleasure thank you so much my man and I'm looking forward to see how see how we go in the future we never know we might be back here and if you actually do want to hear Hayden and I rant about more stuff like this please let us know and we'll do another episode thanks brother thank you